A quick note for our listeners. During our discussion, I pose a question to our guest regarding a local political group errantly referring to several Democratic candidates as a slate, which is not an official slate, but rather an event for which they use the word. We've left that audio in for the benefit of hearing Miss Reader Jesse's philosophy on running her own campaign. Hello and welcome to the In the Booth podcast. I'm your host, Alan Etzler, and I'm joined today by News Post reporter Mallory Panuska. Mallory, how are you today? I'm doing well. And we have a special guest here, our uh, county council at large candidate, Susan Reeder Jesse. Susan, how are you? Do- how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks Th- for having me. Thanks for joining us. And so we'll, we'll jump right into it. You, you know, you're a candidate for county council at large, one of two seats. Mm-hmm. Um, how is the campaigning going? And what are some of the big issues that you have been uh, pressing on during your campaign? Um, campaign is going well. I'm one that likes to get out there and work very hard. Um, I don't want to take anything for granted. I also ran in 2014, came very close, and the passion to serve never left me. So that's why I'm back. I'm giving it another shot. Um, I'm a lifelong resident of Frederick County. I think the issues that are really important to me continue to be education because we want to make sure we educate our children because they're our future here in Frederick County. Um, growth is, has been an issue when I talk to citizens go door knocking. Uh, I, I'm a project manager. That's my occupation. So I think managing growth, there's nothing we can do to, you know, what's already been done. So I'm a move forward kind of person. I think that's what we, we could do to get people around the table. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and public safety, I, I think that's always an issue. And um, I've, I've served on the Fire and Rescue Advisory Board for the past several years. So that's that I've learned a great deal about that. I think that's very important for anybody that wants to come here to live, to visit, or whatever reason. Um, well, I'll jump right into the questions here. Um, you'd mentioned education. It's kind of along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, so actually, as we speak, the county council is voting on a school construction bill to raise the rights, um, raise the fees for the um, developers that are still like mitigation. Owing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just wondering, um, is that something that you would support if you were on the council right now? I've done. I've watched a lot of the meetings concerning this and I, I'm kind of split. I know this is what the developers asked for um, as an alternative to the APFO. I know why the APFO was put in place in the early 90s because we saw the growth coming. Um, I am also very pro-business. And so I see I, the Builder Association and every business that's, that comes into them is a business in Frederick County. So I want them all treated equally. Even though this is something they have asked for, they also, um, I've talked with them, they also want a seat at the table to discuss this further. I think that I'm not sure, and a lot, a lot of this because I'm a researcher by trade. I'm a scientist turned business person. And so there's a lot of stuff I'd like to research further about this before I have an opinion. But right now, I, I think we need to have a fee. Definitely has to be there. Whether this one is enough, I don't know at this point. Um, I know by talking to um, County Exec Gardner that the one she has proposed will make sure we cover everything. But like I said, I want to dig into this a little bit more before I say yes and no. But I think this is important, but I think it's also very important to have the business business that this will affect around the table as part of this discussion. In my field, we call them subject matter experts, I mean, in the scientific field, that you want to have there because they have the knowledge of how they will be affected, how they will be impacted, especially the many people that work for them in the county, so... That, so the original law that that gave the uh, mitigation fee is the kind of third option. The first option is wait until uh, the schools are built mm-hmm. or wait until the county catches up or build it yourself. And then this third option came along, and that ended in 2016. 
And so, so now after these, uh, it's about a dozen developers left that are paying mm-hmm. these fees. Yes, after these it's are, not all. Yes, right. After these are done, there is essentially no third option. Would mm-hmm. you propose or support a new law that would allow a third option or a different model of bringing in the revenue for some of these fees? I would always be open to the conversation about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's new ideas that come in. I'm I li- I'm a listener. I I have my ears open to see if there's something that would benefit the community as well as well as the business sector that this would affect. So I'm I'm always open to new ideas. I think any idea is a good one. Uh, and like I said, this was put in when during the recession. I mean, it was it was to help the businesses that are affected deeply by this recession. And I understand that with as someone with a business background. So. Yeah, I'd be open to listening to new ideas and just sitting around the table and talking about it. Okay. Um, moving on, um, opioid abuse is another huge issue within the county. And um, the county executive and the sheriff recently announced a desire to place a detox center inside the county's work release center. Um, is that a plan you would support, or would you rather see it somewhere else? If you, or would you rather like not? like to see a detox center at all <laughs> no we need I, I, I absolutely that was okay. very no we need okay. it. <laughs> I um I was very excited when I saw mm-hmm. that I mean and that's a great example that, uh, of everybody working together um, to address a need that is a very big need not only here in Frederick County but throughout the nation um I, I I'm glad we're seeing it more as a as a health crisis versus uh, a crime I mean, opioid abuse it, it didn't happen overnight I don't think the um, you know nobody knew the impact what opioids would have when they were when they were made for painkillers and um, now it's gone over into heroin when you can't get the opioids because I think there's a lot of things coming into place so this detox center was just something needed desperately Um, like I said on the fire and rescue advisory board we hear a lot of the statistics of where they go um, Narcan how many people they see sometimes the same person six times so I absolutely support it as well as many different things we need to have done to help this crisis. One of the responsibilities of the county council is to uh, set the tax rate. Do you support a constant yield tax rate or a constant rate which the county has used for at least the last four years uh, under County Executive Gardner? And and depending on which one, do you support or um, how do you feel like the spending that has been uh, proposed in the last four budgets has gone and, and do you feel like there's been enough or too much or... Yeah, there's a lot of different opinions about this, but you know what? The tax rate has stayed the same. Mm-hmm. That's I support that. I don't support the constant yield because at home, my expenses are going up. There's a lot of needs right now that I think um, County Exec Jan Gardner has done a great job over the past almost four years to satisfy many different things that, that were suffering. Education's one maintenance efforts was, was only granted during a tough recession, I get that, but um, it rebuilt, it brought our teacher salary back from the bottom. It's coming up. That's one thing. And this, I mean, the school system, you know, it does increase, the needs increase as our population increase and the kids increase. Um, the sheriffs, uh, is, sheriffs desperately needed some deputies. Fire and Rescue added 87 new Fire and Rescue personnel um, that were taken away with the previous administration. So when you say you want to stay with a constant yield, I mean, you're not planning for future growth and future expenses, and I think that's irresponsible. So I support keeping the tax rate constant. I know my property is going up in value. That will benefit me, and I know that that results in me paying a little bit higher taxes. That's just common sense. But there are things that we need to take care of. This this county is continuing to grow, and we need to make sure if we want to attract companies to this area, 
and good paying jobs that we need to address those needs. Where would you like to see, so as you said, your property tax bill goes up, which means yeah. county revenues will grow so, yeah. if, the, if the rate stays the same. Where would you like to see that extra spending go? Is it just to keep up with, with inflation costs, or, or is there things that we're not that the county is maybe not necessarily addressing in recent budgets that you'd like to see addressed? No, I mean, I lo- I, I've gone over the budget, and, it, and a lot of it's rebuilding many different things. I mean, uh, uh, something that's near and dear to my heart is what's our senior population, which is the fastest growing population in, in Frederick County. I um, went after the 2014 election, I got very involved when I saw that there were seniors going to bed at night hungry because the Meals and Wheels program was not properly funded. I got on board that to really help the county, uh, help the county that we raised money to supplement the county with this program and it helps, helps a great deal. So there are needs throughout the county from education to our seniors to our public safety to the opioid crisis to parks and rec i mean there's many things being done to enhance our community um to make it you know to enjoy the quality of life you have when you don't work so when you you look at all those things i mean it, she's done a good job and i've i've watched the budget hearings and it it's i don't see anything there that i would not approve of do you mm-hmm. feel like the county council has had enough uh, say or or uh, communication through mm-hmm. uh, the county executive in the budgeting process? Ca- yeah, County Executive Gardner, which I've seen through all the mood- meetings, has opened her door to the county council, which I think is a great idea. Any CEO would do this. If there's something that she wanted, you know, if a council member has something they want to add to the budget, she's like, come see me. And I think that's an open door policy. I agree with that. And I like what I've seen. So I think that that's sufficient. Um, and kind of along the same lines of growth, and um, you mentioned seniors, I know they're affected a lot by this, uh, affordable housing is a huge yeah. issue within the county. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you believe there is a short of, a, of shortage of affordable housing? And if so, like, what would you do to kind of like create more affordable places for people to live? I mean, yes, that answer. And I hear this from both my kids that live in Frederick and are trying to live in Frederick, whether they rent or, or want to try to buy someone, buy someplace. It's a very different town than when I bought my first home in 1987. I didn't have an affordable. I mean, we could just buy something. We had good paying jobs locally. Now this is a whole different ballgame. And that's why when you're talking about the, the fees, the mitigation fee for the developers, you can't, you can't put the highest fee there on developers. And then on the other hand, expect them to build affordable housing. You can't talk about both sides of your mouth. So there's got to be a compromise there. And I think there was. There's there's a building on the 500 block, I believe, of Market Street, that the developers and it was a, it was a partnership got together and compromised, and each gave in, and they built a great complex there of apartments that are more affordable to people that want to live here. I think if you want people to work here right now, they, I always want to bring better paying jobs because I have a background in economic development as well. But right now, we need to have better options for people, you know, that are in their 20s, want to buy their first home or rent, as well as seniors. I mean, the Alice Report shows that the senior population is suffering a great deal from the affordable housing um, problem as well. So I, I think, again, it takes sitting around with people that are experts and and making something happen to, and, and give and take a little bit to address this issue. 
how what have you heard from in particular the development community we we hear quite a bit that um there's just so many fees that go associated Mm -hmm. with it and that just drives up the cost what have you heard from that and what what solutions do you think are out there is it just is it just through compromise or is there ways to get rid of rid of fees maybe or or fees on certain buildings that type of thing what what do you think is out there i mean i i i haven't dug down to all the fees Uh, i don't like fees that have no meaning definitely uh if if there's something there that just doesn't make sense to me i would question it um i can't name anything in particular right now but sometimes there are fees there for a reason and i know when you build commercial properties it depended on what it's going to be or what that property is going to going to house there there are fees that are are necessary you know is is it going to be a laboratory that uh, that is biohazardous is it going to be have equipment in there that you need to have fees added on now in a home it should be bare minimum because you want to be able to build a safe house with the proper um, approvals so you need to have those fees in place and i understand that but a fee just to have a fee with no justification i would have an issue with and so if I would get elected, I would want to dig in and look at those fees and sit down, you know, sit down with the builders and say, what fees don't make sense to you? Because I want to hear from them. I want to listen and then talk about why they don't make sense. And in my business, my business experience, it's all about justifying, justify to me why this, you know, you don't want this and go back be able to go back and talk to the county, um, the people in the, in the permits department, in the fees department to see, you know, have this conversation so i'm willing to do that all right um you you mentioned your um small business background mm-hmm. do you feel like the county's regulations are are fair to small businesses do you feel like they're too strenuous have you looked into those regulations what have you heard from the business community locally well i was very involved in um and one it depends on what the business is is a business a service that's that's going to grow directly to clients clients are going to be affected by that, um, then there needs to be some regulations for health reasons. I mean, I work in the field of infectious disease, so that I have a perspective there of, of what additional things need to be in place to make sure that safety net is there, for, not only for the, for the clients, for, for the employees. Uh, I also was very involved working for the City of Frederick Economic Development for FITSE, the Frederick Innovative Technology Center. I was on their founding board with my biotech background. And um, I served on the client selection committee for 11 years. And that was basically the committee that interviewed the clients to come here. And, you know, Fitzy has a huge success rec- record. I'm very proud to have been part of that. Um, again, you've got labs there, BSL2 labs, um, working for different equipment. And um, you have to look at the business for what it is. Uh, is it a service that's going to affect humans? Maybe need, need help with filtration. I mean, each case is going to be differently. So uh, my husband had opened up a small business in the city of Frederick in 1985. And um, there was a lot of regulations there. There's a lot of tap fees when you put in a sink. He's, he owns his hair salon or barber industry. And, um, you know, I questioned a lot of those then. But I understand the importance of, you know, going to, you know, things that go down into the sewer system and, and into the waterway and things like that and why those are. So I think you just need to look at in every small business individually. But I am all for small business growth with my involvement in the incubator. And I want to make sure that we there's not a lot of red tape to make them grow. Because I, I mean, that's that's what America's all about, a small business backbone of the economy. So I would want to look at each one separately and and help them succeed here in Frederick. 
Um, in time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I know that um, it seems you're not on the uh, Democratic Unity ticket um, with the other candidates. And I guess, I mean, I, why is that? Did they ask you to be on it? Or um, I guess. Unity ticket. So there's. Um, <laughs> you know yeah. a little bit more about so this. There, there's <laughs> okay. a, a Frederick County um, Democratic Unity ticket that it has. It's kind of. Uh, struck me as odd. It, it, I haven't it, heard it, that much it about it. It includes all candidates except for District 4 uh, delegate senates and then you. And so I was curious if they had reached out or if you were somebody who, who didn't really want to run on a slate because this time of year we hear people who... I have not heard anything about that are slate. You, are you interested in, in running on slates? Um, I mean, I'm running my own campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've endorsed by the Frederick Teachers Association, the Frederick Progressives, the Clean Water Act, Things like that. Um, I think you're talking about our revolution, possibly. Because uh, the, the there's official, no. S- yeah, the official name is Frederick Unity Democratic Slate. Uh, haven't heard of it. Okay. So <laughs> there's no slates that I know of, and and we are, you know, none of us are running on a slate. So I want to dig in and find what that's all about. Um, but I am running on. There isn't a slate. I know the the Democrat or the Republicans have Team Hogan slate. Mm-hmm. But um, do you generally do you, you mentioned you're running your own campaign? Do you mm-hmm. feel like a slate strategy is effective, or why is it important to you to run your own campaign? It's important to me because when I decided to run for office, I felt like I had a good resume. That could, I've done many things. I'm from here. I've done many things to cover a lot of the issues. But then I also found out you don't have to have a good resume to run for office. So I I, I want to bring forward into a council position work at all the budgeting, you know, background I have, um, everything and from my business background. I think when you run on a slate, we're running together as Team Frederick. And I think we're all running, the Democrats are going to run together and, and support one another. And we, we do that. When you run as a slate, sometimes you, your individuality gets lost. Um, and who you are, and what you are as a person and what you bring to the table. So that's just my opinion. You, you mentioned uh, one of the things that you were running on would be education. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like the county has done in the, in the last four years that needs either improvement or has done well in terms of um, providing a better education, providing more classrooms, providing more seats, providing better teachers, higher qualified teachers? What do you feel like has been good and what needs to, to continue to get better? I think funding above maintenance effort has definitely been an improvement because let's face it, expenses go up in a school system and you keep it at the mandate, uh, what's required of maintenance effort. It does not take into account all those increases of electricity, for example. And so I think that funding is, has also brought into um, teacher salaries. We were, Frederick County was at the bottom of the list for counties in teach, starting teacher pay. To me, that was very embarrassing because this is my school system. I'm a graduate of TJ. Um, my husband graduated from Frederick High. My kids graduated from Middletown. So I, I, I deeply, deeply did not like what I saw. So I think the um, increased maintenance effort has also helped out with the teacher salary because one thing that people look for when they want to bring their company here or grow jobs is the one question they've always asked me when I talk to them or what are the schools like. So that has to be one of the top things you keep current and you keep attractive. And, you know, you have a good school system. That's, that's, that's our future right there. And I went to Hood and there's lots of great universities here as well. So you mentioned you served on the uh, fire and rescue uh, advisory board. What, what wanted, what caused you to want to get involved with that board, and what have you thought about the changes that have been made 
um, to increase, especially the amount of officers, because during the um, previous uh, Board of County Commissioners, a lot of those positions kind of went away and and Mm -hmm. kind of re-upping them. So what have you thought about what's been done? I I think it's great. I think it was very much needed. Um, Why I got interested, my dad was a previous County Commissioner, Bruce Reeder. I went to so many carnivals and got to know, you know, the importance of fire and rescue personnel, volunteer and career volunteers, just, just who we are as a County that it's, it's one thing that sets us apart, I think from any other County and it's saved Frederick County a tremendous amount of money by having volunteer organizations. So after the election, I had talked to so many career and volunteer that I just, I want to stay involved. I, I wasn't elected, so I wanted to stay involved and there was a citizen rep position open so I applied for it and I've been on it three years and I just got reappointed to continue to serve now if I get elected I think I would have to step off but I I've really enjoyed helping them because you know we have to keep them safe I work on I've worked in a biocontainment biohazardous situation when I used to work in the lab and so I know you have to have proper equipment and proper um, PPE to keep them safe so that they can keep our citizens safe so that was very important to me to make sure both volunteer and career work together and that we made that happen and made sure they were safe doing their job. You said you've worked for economic development for the city of Frederick. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like, what are your thoughts on the downtown hotel? Um, I've, well, I support pr- public private partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked for the city of Frederick economic development, I talked to businesses and there was so much of a demand for having a big conference center in the downtown Frederick area. Um, with everything that was going on at Carroll Creek at the time, that's what I heard. And so I support the project of a, down, of a public-private partnership downtown. I traveled throughout the United States with, for about 20 years with my job. And uh, to alleviate a, a car or anything like that, I always look for the downtown hotel location. Because if you go for a conference, you want to be, you only have a certain amount of time to explore the area. And so to me, that's like the downtown hotel projects, like the icing on the cake for downtown Frederick. I think, uh, you know, I trust what tourism is saying. I, again, look at look at the people that have talked to the tours as what the needs are. Economic development, the Chamber of Commerce, these are all the experts in their fields and, and, and they talk to the businesses. So I trust their judgment and they say it's very much needed. And I, I agree. I think I've, I grew up in Frederick and I watched the downtown Frederick area get boarded up after um, the floods when the malls came. So to see, have seen that and to see what it is now, I do support this project. What, how do you feel about what the county has done to become uh, more sustainable, more environmentally friendly? Do you feel like there's been enough and would there be any issues that, or any initiatives that you would propose uh, should you win in November? I mean, I followed again, everything in the Monoxie River. I, I actually testified at the Monoxie River um, hearing because I grew up on a produce farm. Um, farming and agriculture is very important to Frederick County. I know the uh, farmers do a really good job in, in what they do environmentally. I'm a scientist. I also know that there's a critical balance between living organisms and their environment. I think we have some great groups. Um, one of the amendments that was put together for the tree canopy, for example, um, there was an amendment to one of the bills that was a compromise. You know, you don't get everything you ask for, but I think we have we have good environmental groups. I believe it's really important to keep our environmental and our monoxia river stream very safe. Although I would like to see a regional approach and have Pennsylvania down here as part of around the table because the, the, a lot of the Susquehanna comes into our river that flows through Frederick County. But uh, the, the Chesapeake Bay is our jewel of Maryland. 
And I think it's important not only to keep our, our rivers and our um, parks and everything that we love about Frederick County environmentally safe, but, you know, just working together to keep everybody happy and make sure everybody's doing their job. All right. And our, our last question for you there, um, and this is going to be kind of about dynamic. You've talked a lot about listening uh, to, to people who have a seat at the table. Um, this county council currently has had some strong personalities. How do you feel like, uh, regardless of who ends up on the, the council, how do you feel like you would work with the changing dynamic of, of the council? Anytime you have a change, they're, they're scoring pains. And I think that's what we saw with this new charter. And there were different personalities that didn't quite adjust to change. Uh, some people do, some people don't. I've worked with clients, uh, internal and external clients throughout my entire career. I always like to leave the attitude at the door and I hope everybody would. And I'm open to working with anyone. I've, I've done that throughout my life and my career. And I, if I get a seat on the council, I will do that no matter what party you're from. Um, no matter what opinion, because it is about the citizens. It is about serving the citizens. And I think a lot of people forget that when you're elected, but someone on the council, you work for the citizens. They pay you. So that's how I would see that and, and, and want that respect to make sure I'm doing a good job from the citizens of Frederick County. Awesome. Well, uh, that's all the time we had. Uh, okay. Susan, I, I appreciate you coming in today. Thank you so much for joining Thanks. us. And uh, for voters out there, the uh, early voting begins October 25th, mm-hmm. and Election Day is November 6th, and so we wish you the best <sighs> of luck. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank I you. know. It's, it's going to be an awesome month. So. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. Thanks.